Hey everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and equipping you to share those principles with others. We are in the midst of a series here on Mercy Talk, talking about our brains and how God designed our brains to function, the role that our brains play in our own growth and healing, and vice versa. I've said it before every episode, I'm gonna keep saying it. It's so important for us to understand these things, for us to have some of these just basic understandings of how the brain works, because I can guarantee you that it's going to help you better understand yourself. It's gonna help you better understand the people around you. Um, and so if you are jumping into this series for the first time today, I would highly encourage you, I always would say this in the middle of a series, but especially with this one, listen to the earlier episodes, um, especially the first one. I feel like the first episode that we did in this series really provided some very foundational understandings that you won't want to miss and that will really kind of give context for even where we're headed today. So here we go. Brooke? Yes. Here we are again, Here we face are. to face, face in to the face. same room. Yep. So fun. Uh, in our first episode of the series, we talked about brain integration. Yep. We talked about how our uh, brains have many different parts with many different jobs, but the ultimate goal is that we would be able to access every single one of those parts and for all of those parts to work really well together as a whole. And we also talked about how God made our brains moldable that they have the ability to change and adapt and heal. And then in the second week, we talked about the right and left brain, the right and left hemispheres of our brains, yep. uh, how important it is to be horizontally integrated. And today we are going to talk about what Dr. Dan Siegel in his book, The Whole Brain Child, calls the upstairs and downstairs of our brains. Um, and speaking of him, just in case this is the first episode you're hearing of the series, neither Brooke or I are claiming to be experts in this field. We are not neuroscientists. We are only sharing the things that we have learned from people who, in fact, are experts. To be clear, Brooke is much more of an expert than I am. So I'm going to just put that out there in case you're wondering. Uh, this is what you do. This is the area. Yes. This is the field in That's which true. you work on a daily basis. But we are, again, sharing so much of the content that we have learned uh, from, from many experts, but primarily Dr. Dan Siegel, um, specifically from his book, The Whole Brain Child. So with that being said, Brooke, can you give us a general overview of, of how he describes the upstairs and downstairs of the brain? I say how yes. he describes it, but this is how people in the field of neuroscience yes. describe yeah. the upstairs downstairs. Though I do think like the, his language around it is great, but yeah. it's it, it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. But again, I love how he explains it because even through like all the classes I've taken and taken and just for from a psychological perspective, it seems like we don't separate it from the horizontal and the vertical and mm -hmm. understanding how it all has to be integrated so mm -hmm. that's again just why I love everything he does so <laughs> and then helping me not be a terrible parent and uh <laughs> so anyway <laughs> but he talks about the brain like it's two-story house okay yep. so the downstairs represents the limbic system so that's going to be people have heard like your uh it's, it's very primal, right? Mm -hmm. This is your lizard brain or reptilian brain. And like, if you listen to anything about it, they're going to call it one of those mm -hmm. things, but it's, mm -hmm. it's your limbic system. And this is responsible for the, fu the functions that basically keep us alive. Well, not basically they do mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. breathing <laughs> and regulating mm -hmm. your heart rate. And it's also responsible for our primal or like innate reactions and impulses like fight or flight. This is survival, yep. right? So literally physically helps you survive internally and then also externally something mm -hmm. dangerous is happening. 
you're responding from that place or like people are like, I didn't even think I just responded. That is where this comes mm-hmm. from. Even if it's where people talk about like I froze in that moment, like it's that's usually your brain kind of like just like your brain's buffering a little bit. Yeah. Like I don't really know what to do right now. So we're just going to stand very still. Not one of the more um, helpful responses from your yeah. you know, old reptilian brain there, but there you go. Um, it's also responsible for strong emotions, like strong anger, strong fear. It's uh, very, very important. I think it kind of gets a bad rap, but we yeah, all pretty... It's keeping you alive. Yeah, it's keeping you alive. We should, we should value yeah, it. But we cannot live there. Mm-hmm. If you live there, that is where people talk about like their cortisol levels and all the stress and like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of these pieces that I think are taken away for marketing purposes, but you are not meant to exist mm-hmm. in that state. It is meant to be a moment to get you out of a state and then be able to step into rest, Mm -hmm. right? So if you find yourself kind of always, a lot of anxiety and stuff comes from kind of staying in that downstairs Mm -hmm. brain, if you will. Mm -hmm. The upstairs represents my favorite part of the brain, the frontal lobe. (laughs) The part that we all just need to keep developing. (laughs) And so that's like just behind your forehead. Everybody, you know, talks about that, like, you know, frontal lobe isn't developed until somebody's 25. And sometimes I'm like, well, depending on your psych medication you've taken or, you know, what your experience has been, that frontal lobe doesn't develop for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. it is really cool how you can intentionally activate this part of your brain to develop more quickly um, and more intentionally. So especially with your kids, but even as an older adult. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is the sophisticated part of us, right? The part that has forethought, insight, it's more intricate, your ability to focus, to plan, to prioritize, to reason, control your body and your emotions, make rational decisions, mm-hmm. right? So the upstairs brain, again, is my favorite part. That's the part we really want to be really good at. (laughs) The more developed it is, the more self-aware we are going to be, the more aware of others we are going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It is where empathy and morality is happening, right, and coming from. um, And any higher order thinking is coming from that space. And it's also where I just actually did a training on this, right, where we can differentiate ourselves from others. Mm -hmm. So that's where boundaries are understood, you know, is coming from that space, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so where lack of boundaries is really affecting that downstairs brain, mm-hmm. the more sophisticated we can be and understand who we are and how we are and develop that like I end and you, be, you know, we, yeah. we are not, I'm not responsible for you and like all of those things, that all happens in that frontal lobe, which helps keep us out of that downstairs brain when we don't need mm-hmm. to be there. The downstairs brain is well-developed even at birth. Okay, but the upstairs brain, like we said, likes to take its time. Mm -hmm. It's it needs because it's more sophisticated. It needs a little bit more effort. So new study, new research coming out that they're really delaying now that adolescence isn't really complete till the age of 26, Mm -hmm. which is different than saying like frontal lobe development. Yeah, it keeps getting later and later, my friends. And not because not because like we're just now finding this out. It's because it is being delayed because we are not activating this frontal lobe and we're not requiring people to be uncomfortable and solve problems Mm -hmm. and deal with themselves. This is not how it was made to be. Correct. Yes, we should have. Yeah, we should have really figured it out by now, but here we are. And I think using a child as an example is great. It's like, I mean, you have these kids and you've seen kids that they are just out of control. Like they are incapable of controlling Mm -hmm. their body and their emotions emotions and this is insane Mm -hmm. yep it is it is now not to them they're not doing it on purpose but if we're functioning out of that downstairs part of our brain that's not good and again we can't stay there and part and part of having having a highly developed 
upstairs brain allows you not yeah. to stay there. Yeah. So, which I just find it so fascinating. You know, we are born with that downstairs brain. I mean, yeah. I guess the way he said it is well developed. So, I mean, maybe there's continual yeah. development of that. But by and large, when you're born, that yeah. downstairs brain is functioning because you yeah. you got to stay alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Survival first. Survival. Right. Which is why when you, you know, meet people or work with people that just were trying to survive mm-hmm. all of the time, like your, your frontal lobe doesn't develop when yeah. we are always in that downstairs brain yeah. it doesn't do anything because it's like oh we got to shut everything down mm-hmm. and survive now when we're older we got to go oh i'm like i'm, I'm in survival mode and that mm-hmm. is not necessary mm-hmm. and we've got to put a pause on that so yeah but yeah so when people grow up in trauma and i know we'll talk about that later right it doesn't allow for the upstairs brain to develop as much so i mean i just think it's so interesting you know and again yes this book that we're referencing a lot is written for parents and we're trying to kind of expand this to include all of us but I do think it's very interesting for parents to consider the things that most frustrate you about your kids Mm -hmm. and the expectations that we have of kids the expectations that we can have a five and six year olds to be able to do the things that you said like focus plan prioritize reason control our bodies and emotions make sound and rational decisions Mm -hmm. that's all coming from a part of their brain that at this point i guess isn't going to be fully developed until mid-20s now it doesn't have to be that way (laughs) for your child i just want to be clear but like (laughs) Like, to expect from a five-year-old the ability to reason and rationalize like now part of our job as parents and why i think this is such a helpful book is that you're you are actively helping them develop that part of their brain like you said so we're not waiting until we're 27 or 26 years old it has been so helpful for me to go melanie what are your expectations of your two-year-old yes like he, yeah. for you to expect something out of him that is is not n- possible yes. because his brain has not developed to that level. So that has been very helpful for me as a parent. So I just want to say that as a little sidebar shout out to all of you out there with young kids and goodness knows with teenagers, we can't even get into that, right? For us to expect them to be able to function, reason, rationalize like an adult when they're kids is is that is an unrealistic expectation yes and so that has helped me a lot like melanie what are you trying to what are you expecting out of your two-year-old right now he's two right like there's got to be a little ounce of grace and understanding yeah and i think that translates though to functioning with even adults who have not developed this like it allows you to have some grace in context because yeah i mean and look you know me well enough to know like i mean my child speaks like he's 45 year old professor Mm -hmm. it is he uses the word precisely far too much (laughs) i did not (laughs) teach him this you know Mm -hmm. even seeing like when we're holding people or our children to a standard that they have not been developed yet yeah yeah you were you were causing a frustration that is a that's a problem Mm -hmm. right that's a problem Mm -hmm. and so being able to have some grace for you know what, I don't think this person ever learned how to do that. So mm-hmm. how can I help them by my own knowledge of myself and, you know, this work, for example. And again, like what I love about this book so much is it tells you how, like, here's how you ask questions that mm-hmm. activate the frontal lobe. Mm-hmm. Let's get people thinking when we talk with them. Let's be intentional about our communication where, so it's great with kids, of course, but also with adults. And, yeah. you know, I try to do this with my husband and he probably with me, I don't know, but like, <laughs> like probably with me, he's like, can you just stop talking? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm just kidding. He listens great. But being able to, this is like my favorite part of this yeah. book is like yeah. being able to recognize like, oh, you don't know 
what you're doing mm-hmm. and then how mm-hmm. can we talk to you in a way that helps you get there and, yeah. de- and develop that right so i i do love so much just kind of the analogies and the pictures that he uses and yeah i would encourage you to get the book if anything just for the graphics <laughs> yeah. and the pictures yeah, it just really, really helps yeah. but he talks about how you know if we're talking if we're using this idea of a, a house and the upstairs and downstairs we want those parts to work well together mm-hmm. For us to function well, they need to be integrated. That's the whole point, right? But as as Dr. Siegel would put it, we need to build and we need to reinforce this metaphorical staircase mm-hmm. that connects our upper and lower brains. And and you know even just the example that you know you were talking about with like a, a toddler, if they're if a toddler's having a tantrum, they are not able to access their upstairs brain. And he he talks about it in there. It's like almost like a baby gate is blocking access to the upstairs. So they are stuck. Like they are stuck in the downstairs reactive place. So when we have a strong staircase connecting the two, mm-hmm. it means, I mean, this is probably very obvious if y'all have been listening, but it means that that more sophisticated upstairs brain can monitor the actions of that more primitive downstairs brain. And it can actually help calm those strong emotions or impulses or reactions that you were describing, right? That originate in the downstairs. Yes. But we also don't want significant upstairs decisions being made without the input of our emotions and our instincts and our Mm -hmm. bodies that are in the downstairs brain. You want them to both be functioning. We need to consider... You know, I mean, we kind of are giving like the, I do feel like the downstairs just kind of gets the short end of the stick. It's like, oh, we just got to put up with that one, you know. But yeah. yeah, it is the part keeping you alive. But also, <laughs> it's the part that is really helping you identify like those emotional and physical things that you're feeling and experiencing. Like you need those as well yes. before you decide on a course of action in yes. a circumstance, if you will. So both are important. Brooke, do you have any examples or anything else you'd add to that idea? Yeah, like just really quickly, I I like what you said. This is not something, the downstairs is not something to be put up with. It is how do we refine it, right? And how do we have it be as healthy as possible? Because it is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And this hasn't been talked about in a while, but there was a huge study done on how women, very, very, very common, that in an effort to be polite will ignore their instincts and how that has Mm. put so many of them in very dangerous situations. It was, gosh, it's probably been in the last 20 years, so it's been a while, Mm. but it's like, you know, so their frontal lobe is like somebody approaches them, you know, and I think the study came out of kind of what happened with like how Ted Bundy was approaching women, right? Mm. And we won't go off that too far. Don't watch the series. I didn't, none of that. But what he did was he looked hurt right or he needed help and so Mm. women would ignore their instincts Mm. of like this feels weird or bad or you know whatever and all their little spidey senses are going off because they wanted to then be because society tell what i've learned right is Mm. to be polite and i want to try and be helpful which is again more of a frontal lobe thing Mm. right Mm. and so you've got to be able to learn with frontal lobe development helps you trust your instincts and you want to be able to do that and it's really really important and how can i also you don't want to rash Rationalize them away in moments of survival. Mm. However, if you're losing your mind because you like lost your cell phone, that we might want to be like, this feels like an excessive mm-hmm. reaction mm-hmm. <laughs> to something. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I think we have what we have to pay attention mm-hmm. to. If your emotions are not matching an event that ha- the event that happened, mm-hmm. that it's when it's like, okay, how we let me get that in in line and let yep. me get in order because the the thing is the downstairs brain cannot 
drive you. Right. It can't. It right. is so important and needs to be refined, but it cannot drive you. Yeah. Yeah. So. And here I was saying too, I mean, I just think it's important. Hopefully any of you guys have, who've listened to Mercy Talk for a while know us and know our heart on this. When you see like even what you're describing there where you're like, man, I, th- I can really have some strong reactions mm-hmm. to certain, certain circumstances. I mean, driving, driving is yes. for you. For me, just with, with my toddler. So like, right. what is wrong with me? Right. I mean, the things that sometimes happen to me, I'm like, you are out of control. Right. And let us just say that the answer to that is not to like somehow think you can like, I don't know, willpower your way into stopping like we'll just stop doing that like quit overreacting quit or even to tell someone else that like stop overreact i mean that's not helpful this is happening Mm -hmm. this is happening sometimes before even like conscious thought right and so just just recognizing that it should if anything just cause you to ask some questions yes like what is going on with me yes what is what is getting triggered in me and again i I feel like everything keeps pointing towards this episode we're gonna do on just kind of trauma and triggers and things like that but But even if you don't have trauma there are things that you go why can i not get like i i feel so far gone emotionally right now yeah what like this doesn't make sense right when you yeah if somebody didn't come and slap your face and you're Mm -hmm. like losing your mind Mm -hmm. you know and what's important about this is that you can assess like was that an appropriate response or not an appropriate Mm -hmm. response and you're right just saying do better Mm -hmm. isn't typically how that works what it typically is separate from trauma is going to be have you been spending time with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Have you been spending time in prayer? Have you been in community? Have you been like, in, which we've done so many mm-hmm. podcasts about, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. And are you tired? Yeah. Are you tired? Are you, have you, are you hydrated? Yeah. Are you like, you have to care for yourself. Yeah. And so none of it, I just, if I could like spread a message, mm-hmm. it would be none of like, shut the shame down mm-hmm. with it. And just mm-hmm. be curious enough about yourself. What's going on? Yeah, about what's going on and give yourself the grace to go, you know what, I haven't slept like three mm-hmm. nights in a row and everyone's been kind of a butthead lately and I think that I need <laughs> to go. And I mean, this happened to me a week ago. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I won't get into it because it would just embarrass my mother way too much. By the end of the day, I about got kicked out of our gym and it was their <laughs> fault, but whatever. But I was like, why am I, res- I mean, I felt like I, Scott was like, you need to go oh. outside. Yes, I know. Like you need to go do something. And it was like, why am I acting this way? And I thought through my day and like, there'd just been a whole lot of things that had happened, Mm -hmm. a whole lot of confrontation, a whole lot of irrational things. And it, I didn't deal with them as Mm -hmm. they went. And so when it, I was just waiting. Mm-hmm. I was waiting somebody mm-hmm. to come that on. That was the moment. The gym. Let's do it. Yeah. But I would like to not get arrested. Yeah. The bigger picture, yeah. you know, oh my goodness. I, uh-huh. we're going to talk after mm-hmm. this. I yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you about uh, it. Yeah. So, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, how long have I done this? And yeah. how, like, I should be far enough along yeah. at 41 years old mm-hmm. to maybe not think I'm going to get arrested mm-hmm. today. <laughs> Right. But that's not always the case. So I also don't want to like tie it all in with trauma. Right. It's also like just at a basic level every day. If you are not aware and caring for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say too, for me personally, this is where knowing how to go to the Lord and hear from the Lord has been a game changer because there are times in my life where I just find myself consistently overreacting in certain uh, spaces or there's just a thing 
that for whatever reason, every time it gets brought up, I have a strong reaction inside. And and sometimes I know what's going on. Yeah. And sometimes I don't. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? What is wrong with me, right? And I have, I, I just can't tell you guys how many times I have taken those things to the Lord. And I'm telling you, I think we're at a, like a hundred percent response rate here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He always puts his finger on like, here's what's going on. Yeah. And sometimes it is not stuff that I would have been able to come up with or think of on my Absolutely. own. But he's he's very interested in us being able to live healthy mm-hmm. lives and not get arrested. I yeah. Think he's interested he in it. Yeah. And so because I can't do so he's, good. I think yeah. he wants to wants to help reveal those things and bring those things into the light. Hey guys, just taking a quick break to let you know about the career opportunities available at the very organization bringing you this podcast, Mercy Multiplied. The staff at Mercy is a team of talented, fun, and hardworking people across four U.S. locations who work together to serve one mission, to provide opportunities and resources for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life transforming power. We are always looking for skilled, enthusiastic, service-minded people for our team. In addition to being a part of a mission that's greater than themselves, staff enjoy a number of great benefit offerings. We are hiring for positions in our residential, outpatient, and corporate teams. If you or someone you know would like to learn more about working for Mercy and see our current open positions, head over to mercymultiply.com slash careers. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the show. Like you said, we will get into the trauma piece later. Also, for all of the just everyday occurrences and the things where you see yourself acting in ways or responding in ways that seem out of the ordinary. If you can't figure out what's going on, I just would encourage you to ask the Lord into that and go, would help me out here. Yeah. Do that. Like number one, I mean, after you've calmed down, Yeah, (laughs) I mean, maybe sometimes in the moment, but yeah, like if there's anything where you find like, I don't like how I respond to that. I don't Mm -hmm. like how I'm responding in these situations. Take the shame out of it because there is a a way to like figure this out Mm -hmm. with the Lord and literally physiologically, you know, train and teach your brain to respond in healthier and different ways. Like it is so much a spiritual and physical thing Mm -hmm. and it's, which is, should be exciting Mm -hmm. and like hopeful. Yeah. You know, which is a lovely segue. Yes. Into my favorite question. So what, uh, (laughs) what does this mean? What do we do with this information? As I mentioned last week, it's one of my favorite things about the book, The Whole Brain Child, is that he gives these like actual strategies with photos and even a cheat sheet at the back that you can put yes. on your refrigerator yep. of the strategies, right? Whatever he says. The very practical things to do. And again, in context of that book, it's to help your child develop a fully integrated brain. I, I will say that for this specific chapter, maybe you'll be able to help a little bit, but mm-hmm. the strategies that he mentions in this chapter feel a, a pretty directly <laughs> for parents who are trying to foster that building of that staircase in the brains of their kids. But we'll, we'll just mention the strategies, you know, pretty quick here, but then I'd love yeah. for us to talk about just kind of how do we utilize a version of those strategies as adults so that we can continue to really engage and use that mental staircase that connects. Yeah. So the thing about this book, using it for like yourself, just functioning with adults, right? And so talking about it for children is frankly a little more clear cut because they're a little more black Mm -hmm, and white in mm -hmm. their existence. But it's more about being self-aware for you, 
like when I read through it and I read it Mm -hmm. every year, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like the the self-awareness I need for myself, where are the areas that maybe I need to mature and grow. Right. And then also when I read it and I start thinking about people in my life that I'm like, well, that is that one and that one and that one. And then what's cool about it is like, instead of like judging them, I mean, you got four minutes, you can judge them, but then you got to take a step back and go, well, how can I start responding differently to to them right how can I love them well by communicating differently and so when I say these next couple of things kind of think of it like that right Mm so there's the engage don't enrage (laughs) strategy which is what Scott (laughs) tries to do with me I think but it's really like considering what part of the brain we're trying to appeal to Right. So if if you're talking with someone that's, again, like they're just out of control and they're Mm -hmm. in their feelings, your response is to try and like, you know, if it's a parenting thing, it may be like trying to like out aggress them, you know, Mm -hmm. be like, Mm -hmm. you need to stop. You need to or you're trying Mm -hmm. to like quiet them by like threat, Mm -hmm. if you will, which Mm -hmm. is, you know. I get it. I mean, yeah. You know, or, but, but if, you know, so if you're, you may not threaten someone if you're dealing, you know, with them in whatever situation, but maybe if it's even a coworker or, you know, church, small group mm-hmm. member, it's like if somebody's just kind of in this place, that's not great. Mm-hmm. If you start telling them what to do or how to feel or how to be or how to change, Right. Basically, if you're trying to direct it when someone's out of control, you're going to enrage it more. Mm-hmm. They may be quiet, but that, you know, that maybe mm-hmm. they go, OK, this isn't a safe space to feel this way. But that doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. Right. That's good. Let's just let the downstairs brain do what it's doing. And I think and you can also just like we said in the last episode, like, hey, you seem really upset. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like mm-hmm. if they seem upset, say it, point mm-hmm. it out, like talk about it. And that allows them to start. They have to start thinking about why they're upset. Yeah. And then there's the use it or lose it, which I say this I mean this is you know my dad used to tell me this all the time probably for totally different reasons help people exercise their upstairs brain do it yourself too right Mm -hmm. but it is something that develops and gets stronger as it's used and he gives a ton of examples for how to do this it's in the book Mm -hmm. one of my favorite ones though is if you remember and I use this all the time but it's like the, the mom and kid are on the playground and the, t- the kid finds a toy and is like, I think it was like a kite. I can't mm-hmm. you think I read this every year. I'd remember. I don't. Mm-hmm. I make these mm-hmm. all up for other people. <laughs> but he's like, hey, I found this toy. And right. And so one option is the mom goes, well, let's leave the toy here. It belongs to someone else mm-hmm. and like tells him why mm-hmm. versus, OK, why, you know, asking the question like, why would why should we leave the toy here? Yeah. And letting him, you know, or the kid or the person think through. Right. Right. So if you're in any form of leadership, by the yeah. way, this is a great thing to do of just mm. kind of, well, tell me, tell me why we would do it this way mm-hmm. instead of you just telling everyone what to do. And it allows them to think and develop as a person, as a leader, and then also trust with you yeah. that you're not just going to tell them what to do. And there's times to do that, but most of the time it's worth and you learn how people mm-hmm. think but it activates that frontal lobe and it's just a really, really important strategy. And it's again, just get the book and read yeah, it. And, yeah. There's know. a lot of examples, tons of examples in the book on that, but I love even you bringing it into, uh, you know, cause again, all the examples in the book are for parents with, with kids, but you bringing that into the workplace and into mm-hmm. leadership or just in general in relationships with other people and goodness knows you know, I got some control freak tendencies in myself. So what? I would just rather just tell people this is how it's going to go. Yeah. This is what you need to do. Yep. I got it figured out. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to use your brain because I got it figured out. You yeah. know, and so Choose that's your just brain a to really do what I tell you. good yeah. reminder. It's <laughs> a good reminder. Like that's not helping anyone. No, that's it's not, not developing them. Yes. It's not developing them as people. Yeah. 
not developing their brains, their frontal yeah. lobes, like all those things. I just think that's really, really good. Well, and just, you know, to make this episode longer, let's think about how if you are discipling someone mm. oh, how my. often yeah. are we like this is what god said for, versus like what do you hear yeah what do you when you read that what are you noticing what yeah. are you thinking about it's just taking the time to ask people and not let me tell you exactly what god told me or let me tell you exactly right yeah like allow so the lord to to move in that too <laughs> allow him you know mm-hmm. and i mean we talk about this at empower a lot but it's just it's an incredibly respectful way to just communicate with other people mm-hmm. by letting them mm-hmm. think and engage yeah. with the Lord for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I'll tell you what things will happen that you could never have put together yourself, you yep. know? Well, here, I'll just at least say like the last strategy in this chapter, which is always a good one to be reminded of, but most, most grown adults know this one as just kind of a general rule of thumb. He calls it move it or lose it. But basically this idea that when we change our physical state Mm -hmm. through moving or relaxation, it's going to impact our emotional state. Yes. Which is why for the love of all things, Melanie, when you feel yourself about to lose your mind with Mm -hmm. one of your kids, walk away for a minute change the scenery for a minute Mm -hmm. before you do something you wish you hadn't done or say something you you know yeah so i just think that's just a it's just an overall good reminder of Mm -hmm. realizing that your physical state is going to impact your emotional state so Mm -hmm. keep that in mind we've shared some of the specific strategies from the book we've kind of brought some of those into context of adults i would love to know if there's anything else you have in mind brooke for really helping to exercise that yourself helping others to exercise grow develop all of that Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing I'm going to kind of push people toward versus me just giving you a direct answer. You need to spend some time figuring out the things that balance you, that ground you. Big picture, right? Big picture. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you need to do to take care of yourself on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. And then also in the moment, when do you notice that like, okay, I handled that really well. What was it about that? care enough to be intentional with it because I can give you all the examples in the world but if it doesn't work for you for me yes like there was you know a time when it was like I need to step away but then my son started to feel like I was leaving him Mm. in a moment and withholding like love from him or something Mm -hmm. of that nature Mm -hmm. and so you know it was very funny because I'm like Lord this is the solution I had and Mm -hmm. God said cool we gotta do more Mm -hmm. I was like okay great so even being able to change in that moment like you can't be rigid with it if Mm -hmm. you know so now I can't step away Mm -hmm. I've got to be able to regulate myself in a different way you know Mm -hmm. and your kids may not care Mm -hmm. and so that's fine or whatever it is or other you know usually with adults I'm just making this up but with adults I can be like hey give me a minute let me think it through yeah that's totally fine but like you know different contexts for different people but with my son especially I have to go like literally redirect my brain Mm -hmm. in general whatever Mm -hmm. that takes Mm -hmm. put on some music just take a second because the more I try and think about it I'm trying to solve the problem Mm -hmm. I don't like that we're not on the same page I don't like how this feels and if I focus on that right and Mm -hmm. because I love to problem solve Mm -hmm. and make sure everybody feels good so we can all move forward with our lives you know, and a lot of it is really just letting the Lord humble me. And mm. I, last week I said this, I got very, I got my feelings hurt. Cause by the way, I don't care how anybody feels about me other than my son mm-hmm. and my husband. Mm-hmm. And so when they're not good, I feel mm-hmm. it very deeply. <laughs> they're the only two that matter. And so it's really, it's really tough. And I've yeah. had to like, you know, now that my kid's almost 13, he can hurt my feelings mm. <laughs> and oh, I don't man. like it. You know, but I've, I've realized like I am making things really weird 
by letting mm-hmm. him hurt, you know, hurt my feelings in that way. And so yeah. Buller the other day was basically like, we're going to sit here and you can't talk about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. no more words. And so for me, that was really important. Whereas some other people, it may be, you need to talk about it because mm-hmm. you don't, you know, mm-hmm. for me, he's like, stop talking. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to push you in, in that direction. You've got to have some insight, ask other people. When have you noticed I've handled something well? Like if you're just like right now, I can't really think about it. But yes, standing outside, putting your feet in the grass, like all the stuff everybody talks about that's so the grounding and the cheesy or just mm-hmm. even just paying attention to where you are mm-hmm. putting on some music like whatever you need to do to be cool mm-hmm. just do it mm-hmm. do it and step into that and then you can assess from there yep. about what's next so that's good i do feel like it's it's at least worth reminding everyone who's listening we've talked this entire episode about this frontal lobe it's not fully developed until you know at this point now in the mid-20s all this stuff we do want to make sure that we remind all of you that even though many of you listening are past that point <laughs> The whole point of this series, again, is the fact that our brains are capable of change. They are capable of continued development. They are capable of healing. And so for you to think that, well, I'm already past that point, so my brain's just what my brain is. No, not at all. Not at all. There's still so much to be doing to continue to grow and really just bring your brain into a healthier place. And so that's the whole point of this series um, is that there's actually something that we can be doing to to partner with the Lord in that process. And the mere fact that he made it possible for that to happen is a miracle in and of itself. So I hope that today's episode has been helpful for you guys and insightful for you guys. We hope that you will join us for next week's episode, which I'm so excited about. We are going to be talking about the brain and memory, which is very uh, fascinating. It was very enlightening for me personal, personally to learn more about memory and also tying yes. some of that into trauma and how it affects the brain and all of that. So excited about that episode. We hope that you'll join us. And as always, if the content in these podcasts has been helpful for you, we'd be so grateful if you would help us out by rating the show, writing a review, wherever it is that you listen. And if you have any thoughts or questions about what we've discussed, if you'd like to share ideas for future series, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And to find out more about Mercy, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Mm-hmm.